I am Jack Vecchio, and this is JV to the Pros, Season 5, Episode 17 of JV to the Pros. I am glad to be back. We've got a heck of a show ready for you. we got a whole lot of stuff going on. we got a couple of celebrity deaths, one of which I'm going to explain why I don't qualify it as a celebrity death, but we've got a couple of celebrity deaths we need to acknowledge. Um, we want to talk about the fact that the NFL preseason has come to an end. And now we're in that one-week gap where teams are cutting their rosters down to 53 players. And it is time to get on with the 2023 season. We're also going to talk about the fact that I had made some predictions in Major League Baseball. And with about 25 games left, one of those teams that I made that prediction for has decided to do all they can to show me up as a liar. <laughs> they have decided that they're going to they're going to do just the opposite of what I predicted. So, um I'm going to I'm going to explain it all in a little bit, but I will get on to celebrity deaths first things first. I want to talk about the fact that Jack Sonny died. Now, people are calling this a celebrity death. And Jack Sonny was apparently a legend with Dire Straits. And frankly, I think Dire Straits is a celebrity band. But I think if you stopped 100 people on the street and asked them if they knew who Jack Sonny was, they wouldn't know. I don't think Jack Sonny was was a celebrity. I think he played in a very famous band. But sadly, Jack Sonny has passed away at the age of 68 and we're not being given any details, but apparently he was the backup or the replacement guitarist for Dire Straits. So Jack Sonny has passed away at the age of 68. I don't know that Jack Sonny qualifies as a celebrity, but I know that this next person absolutely qualifies as a celebrity. And this person is Bob Barker. Now, Bob Barker hosted The Price is Right for a long time. A lot of people don't realize how long Bob Barker hosted The Price is Right. He hosted the show for 35 years. Now, that would be pretty impressive all by itself. But for like two decades before he hosted The Price is Right, Bob Barker hosted another game show called Truth or Consequences. Now, Bob Barker, the quintessential game show host, um, he falls into the category of Gene Rayburn, Wink Martindale, and the list is short. These are guys that are just really good at game shows. And so Bob Barker had given up the reins in about 1997 and Drew Carey took over. And I was on The Price is Right in 2013, November 15th, 2013, and did very well on the show. Uh, won pretty well, got to spin the wheel, had a good time, and I did something on that episode of the show that had never been done 
in the history of The Price is Right. But you can watch the episode online. I'm sure you can find it. It aired November 13th, excuse me, November 15th, 2013, Price is Right. And being on the, on the stage where the Carol Burnett show was formerly shot, and being in the studio of the Bob Barker studio and being in the presence of Drew Carey and George Gray and Rachel Reynolds, it was very exciting. But Bob Barker passed away at the age of 99. And, you know, I got a little bit of flack because the first thing that crossed my mind was that Bob Barker had come as close to 100 without going over. And some people thought, Mm, bit too soon. I don't know why. <laughs> Those jokes seem to come to me pretty quick. But Bob Barker, at the age of 99, passed away in his L.A. home. And Bob Barker had a fun, fun career. And many of us remember him with Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore in that famous fight scene. But Bob Barker was one of a kind and he spent a lifetime trying to reduce the pet population from its over, the overcrowding in the world and getting pets spayed and neutered and he made that announcement after every episode of the price is right please get your pet spayed or neutered there's plenty of animals out there and they don't need to be euthanized or dumped off at some pound and be put on a death list, and that's just horrible. So get your pet spayed or neutered. That was Bob Barker's long-time message at the end of each show. Well, to Drew Carey's credit, Drew Carey continued that message at the end of each show. As soon as the uh, final um, bidding was done and the, you know, the, the grand prize and the final showcase showdown and all that and it was decided who won and Drew Carey would say don't forget to get your pet spayed or neutered I'm Drew Carey and we love you and I thought that good for him good for him that he continued Bob Barker made a couple of guest appearances on The Price is Right while Drew Carey was hosting the show and Drew more than welcomed him to come do the show because that was that was a treat that was having a legend on the show and and that's somebody who can give you some pointers so bob barker born in 1923 december 12 23 we lost him on august 26th 2023 just a couple of months short of turning 100 well, Bob Barker, rest in peace. We will miss you greatly. You were a good man with a good track record, and you did a good job. It's all good. So good for you, Bob Barker, and you had a great life, and we will absolutely miss you in this world and in the world of television. Now, I'm going to get on to the NFL wrapped up its preseason and the Jets, my Jets, played against the Giants in the final game of the preseason in what New Yorkers like to call the Bragging Rights game. And the reason we call this the Bragging Rights game is because 
First of all, if you're a Giants fan or a Jets fan in New York and your team wins that preseason game, you probably are not playing each other in the regular season. And that's going to be the only time you guys face each other. Well, what New York does is whoever, whomever, wins the that preseason game between the Giants and the Jets, the Giants wear blue, the Jets wear green, they light up the Empire State Building in that color for the whole season, except for the week of Christmas where they make it red and green no matter what. Well, the Jets won, and the Jets won handily. Despite putting Zach Wilson out there for a little while, they still won. And Zach Wilson went up against the Giants' third string, and people keep saying, give the guy a break. He's learning from Aaron Rodgers. No, I, you know, the Jets picked up a backup quarterback from Green Bay. Like, we picked up everything else from Green Bay. We took everything but their equipment and their jerseys from Green Bay. We took their receivers. We took their running backs. We took a running back from the division. And there was this guy, Boyle, that we picked up as a backup running back. And he did great. I mean, like 70% completion, two touchdowns. The guy looked great. And I thought, okay, Zach, I don't know that they're going to be handing you a uniform much longer. But um, we've got Aaron Rodgers, and the backup will be Boyle, apparently. So the Jets went 2-2, two and two, and everybody else wrapped up their preseason. Um, I want to talk about week one coming up because I'm doing the show between the end of the preseason and the beginning of of week one. And I'm just going to go through the teams and I'm going to let you know what my prediction is pretty quickly. I'm going to tell you why. On September 7th, which is a Thursday, the Lions from the NFC North will be visiting the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium in the AFC West. And the Chiefs at home are tough. They are tough, no doubt about it. But this year, these are not like the Lions for the last 20 or 25 years. This team, this Lions team, could win that division. They could win the NFC North. And although the Chiefs are favored to win, don't be surprised in week one if the Lions upset the Chiefs. I'm thinking the Chiefs logically should win, but I don't think they'll win by much. And I also think they might lose. If I were picking, yeah, I would take the Chiefs as the safe bet if I just had to pick a team to win. But if I had to pick a team to cover the point spread, I'd be leaning toward the Lions. I think they're going to be within striking range when that game comes to an end, or they're going to have a lead and they're going to be kneeling down. And so don't be surprised if the Lions upset the Chiefs. The Titans are going to do week one in New Orleans against the Saints. And Derek Carr has gone from the Raiders to the Saints. He is their starting quarterback, and he should do very well out there. And yes, the Saints should beat the Titans. Now, the Vikings lost their running back in Dalvin Cook. And they lost their running back to, ta-da, 
the New York Jets. Well, the Buccaneers announced that Baker Mayfield will be their starting quarterback. And I think it was a tough decision. I think they, I think they had three decisions to make. And I think they chose Baker Mayfield because of his on-field experience. But I still think Kirk Cousins and the gang at home will beat the Buccaneers. So I think the Buccaneers are going to go up to the NFC North. And um, I think they're going to lose to the Vikings. Okay, the Cardinals. The Cardinals just found out that their super-duper quarterback is going to be out for at least another month. And the Washington Redskins, formerly the Washington Redskins, now the Washington Commanders, are going to be hosting the Cardinals. And Kyler Murray's not going to be there. But the Commanders are, are better. They drafted well. The Commanders are looking good. And the Commanders have eliminated one huge obstacle in their clubhouse, which is Daniel Snyder owning the team. He sold the team, yes, he made billions, he was rewarded for being a jerk, yes. But the commanders are actually much better as a result. The 49ers. The 49ers had gotten rid of Garoppolo and sent Garoppolo to the Raiders. Well, the 49ers, they've still got some structuring to do. And Nick Bosa is a holdout. And he's asking for a contract comparable to Quinn and Williams with the Jets, which was like a $100 million contract. Well, the Niners are going to be traveling to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. And it's been a long time since the Steelers ended the season in the basement. But the Steelers... They got a little bit of a battle ahead of them because if they get things resolved with Nick Bosa, yeah. Yeah, I think the Niners, I think the Niners are the pick to beat the Steelers in week one. Next, we got the Bengals going to the Browns. So it's an Ohio matchup, and Burrow is back. And apparently he's feeling fine. And the Browns, you know, the Browns are playing for pride in this game. The Browns are hosting the Bengals. The Browns would love to upset the Bengals. But the truth of the matter is the Bengals, I think they're just too good. And I think the Browns are going to have to beat up on some underperforming teams. And that would be, you know, Panthers, Texans, that kind of thing. I don't think they're beating the Bengals. So I would take the Bengals in this game. Now, the Panthers are going to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Now, I think I think the Falcons are a much improved team. I think they made some corrections. I did. I think they did some great drafting. I think the Falcons, I think they beat, I think they beat the Panthers by probably 12. And I think the Falcons take their foot off the gas toward the end of the game because I think they can beat the Panthers all over again, even if, they keep, even if the Panthers get close. Next, we have the Texans, who are going to the Ravens. Now, the Ravens, <clears throat> Ravens are looking good, and the Texans, Texans are not. 
I mean, they're just not. They're looking competent, but they're not looking good. And I think you put your money on the Ravens, and you put your money on the Ravens to cover if you're playing the point spread. The Jaguars. That's right. Lawrence is going over to Indianapolis to face the Colts in Indy. And I would take Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence and the gang, absolutely take them over the Colts in week one. Now here's an interesting game. Here's an NFC North game between Jordan Love and his Packers and the Bears. Now the Bears are going to be at home. And I think that's the only reason the Bears would be favored to win this game. But Jordan Love has something to prove because for the first time since 1992, the starting quarterback for Green Bay is not going to be Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. And Jordan Love, he's got some work to do because the Jets completely cleaned house in that locker room. So Jordan Love is going to have to prove something. Personally, I think the Bears win this game. I think the Bears, I think the Bears take the Packers. So I would probably stay away from this game on a parlay, but if I was just going to pick the winner, I'd take the Bears. Next we got an afternoon game between the Eagles and the Patriots. Now the Patriots, frankly, they're expected to finish at the bottom of the AFC East. And the Eagles, the Eagles could win that division and actually could make a return to the Super Bowl. So I would take the Eagles over the Patriots because I don't think the Patriots, I just don't think Mac Jones and those guys, I don't think they're going to do it. So I would take the Eagles to beat the Patriots. Now we have the Rams going up to Seattle to face the Seahawks. And I never thought I'd say this because he used to be the quarterback with the Jets and he was a punchline. But Geno Smith and the Seahawks, they mean business. And I think the Seahawks at home with Geno Smith playing the way he's been playing at the end of last season, I think they crush the Rams. Now we have Dolphins against the Chargers in L.A. And I would take the Chargers. I would take Justin Herbert to take down the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins travel very well to the West. I think the fact that the Chargers are going to roll out of bed and be at the stadium, I think it's going to make life easier on them. And I think the Chargers are probably going to light up the Dolphins. I really do. Now, the, the game I was talking about earlier <clears throat> was Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo is now the quarterback of the Raiders. Problem is, week one, he's got to go to Denver and face the Broncos. And I don't think the Raiders have made the adjustments in the offseason. I don't think they drafted particularly well in April. I don't think the Raiders are ready for Russell Wilson and, and the Broncos. And I think Denver at home is the choice. Now, we got a Sunday night game between the Cowboys and the Giants. A couple of NFC East <laughs> contenders. Now, I don't think... Daniel Jones and the Giants, I don't think they got enough. I don't think they have enough weapons. I don't think they have enough firepower. I don't think they have enough defense to hold off the Cowboys. I think Dak and the gang are going to do just fine, and I think the Cowboys should win. Now, something interesting happened with a trade 
between the 49ers and the Cowboys uh, a couple of weeks ago in which Trey Lance, who was the number three overall pick in 2021 and was suspected that he might be the number one pick, the 49ers traded Trey Lance to the Cowboys for a fourth round pick, which is basically a throwaway pick. They basically just handed Trey Lance to the Cowboys. The Cowboys gladly took him. Now, Trey Lance, over two seasons, had a 2-2 two and two record. He was injured almost immediately. He didn't recover very well. Garoppolo stepped in, did very well, and his reward was he got traded to the Raiders. So the Cowboys have what they think is a good backup quarterback in Trey Lance. But I think even without that backup quarterback, there's something suspicious about why the Niners unloaded Trey Lance the way they did. And they didn't really get anything in return. I mean, a fourth round pick, I mean, they don't even, they're not even still covering the the draft by the time they get around to the fourth round. So I don't know what's going on there, but they got rid of Trey Lance quickly and took whatever they can get in exchange. So the Monday night, Monday night football, the very first Monday night football game of the year is between a couple of New York teams and the game is on 9-11, which I don't have to tell you the significance of that date in New York. The Bills are going to be going to JetLife Stadium and they're going to be hosting, Jets are going to be hosting the Bills for week one in an AFC East matchup. Well, Vegas has the Bills favored to win this game, even though they're visiting, and even though the home team gets three points for being the home team. The fact is, Vegas has the Jets 49% probability to win, with the Bills 51% probability to win. My prediction is the Jets win this game by 10. The Jets have the best defense in all of football. They have the Offensive Player of the Year in Garrett Wilson. They have the Defensive Player of the Year in Sauce Gardner. They have an offensive line that's like a brick wall. And they've got Aaron Rodgers. They've got five number one receivers. They've got three number one running backs. And they got Quinn and Williams coming in. Josh Allen better get himself familiar with Quinn and Williams because whatever Quinn and Williams doesn't do, his brother Quincy Williams coming in from the corner also plays with the Jets, is coming in to say hello to Josh Allen. So I do think the Jets are going to win this thing big, 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 big. So that is my prediction for week one of the NFL season. Take it for what it's worth, but that is what I believe will be happening. And I'll tell you what, I can't even tell you how I feel about it. I do feel good about this season. Now, I got to tell you something very funny. Um, there is a campaign by a sports bar restaurant in Milwaukee who is angry, angry as all heck about Aaron Rodgers leaving 
the Bay Area, Green Bay, and going to the Jets and taking all of the valuable staff members of the Green Bay Packers with them. And they're so angry that they're running a campaign, and the campaign is when the Jets lose, you win. And the way it works is this. If the Jets lose the game, the owner of this bar will pick up the tab for everybody in the bar. But you have to have stopped your tab by the fourth quarter. So you better be sure, like, you better be sure that the Jets are going to lose because they don't want people turning around saying, okay, now a couple of bad things happened to the Jets and a couple of late touchdowns and now they're ordering T-bone steaks and, and the best champagne. On, you know, they don't want that because they understand that the Jets can still come back in the fourth quarter. This is a team that's probably going to have four possessions per quarter. And with Aaron Rodgers running things, and with that offensive line, and with that defense, and with that secondary, and those linebackers, and that wide receiving cord, and those running backs, I, I, yeah. So you better have your mind made up about how much you want your tab to be by the end of the third quarter. And if the Jets lose, the owner will pick up that tab for everybody in the bar. So if the Jets lose, you win. Now, I thought this was an absolute genius idea because obviously the owner of this bar is not expecting the Jets to lose that many games because otherwise he'd be pieing everybody's tabs every single week. So he's not expecting the Jets to lose very many games, but he'd be willing to pay the tabs of everybody for four or five games, which is exactly what I said was going to happen. I think the Jets are probably going to go 12 and four, 12 and five or 13 and four. That's what I think is going to happen. So this bar owner said, if the Jets lose, you win. Your whole tab is on me. So I decided, oh, let me contact these people. So I reached out to them and here's where my heart got broken. The name of this bar is Jack's American Pub. Why did it have to be Jack's American Pub? I mean, my name is Jack. I'm a Jets fan. It could have been anything else, but it's called Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee, and their campaign is Jets Lose, You Win. And so I'm thinking I would like to see this guy not pay the tab on anybody's bill for the whole year. That would make me feel fantastic. It would make me feel like, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, baby, it would make me feel good. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> and when he guy has to pay his tab, when he has to pay the tab of everybody? Yeah, baby! So Jack's American Pub is going to be paying the tab each time the Jets lose. So, now, speaking of winning and losing, I want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, which is Rob Van Dam, which everyone knows. He is the WWE world heavyweight champion and he has a cbd oil 
that relieves muscle ache and soreness and joint ache. And it's if you go to rvdcbd.com, Rob Van Dam CBD oil, rvdcbd.com, and you put JV to the pros in the promo box, you'll save at least 10% or for whatever you're ordering. I use the stuff. My family uses the stuff. Friends use the stuff. I talk to guys at the gym. They use it. The stuff works. And it just relieves muscle soreness. It's just awesome. So you want to talk about winning and losing? That's a winner. You come home and you're a little sore. Yeah. You want to get your shoulder rub with a little, just a little dab. And you spread it out and it soaks in and it does the trick. Go to rvdcbd.com and put JV to the pros in the promo box. Now, let's get on to the final month of baseball. We've got about 25 games left in the season. And Baltimore and Tampa Bay in the AL East are neck and neck. They're a game and a half apart. And Tampa Bay has nothing to worry about because they have a six and a half game lead in the wild card race. But they would like to win the AL East. Baltimore, Baltimore looks solid. Baltimore looks like they're going to win it. And the Yankees in Boston, for the first time in almost 35 years, look like they're going to finish at the bottom of the AL East. Boston and the New York Yankees will be at the bottom of that division for the first time since about 1991, which is, for Yankee fans and Red Sox fans, horrible. Just, just horrible. And the sad thing is the Yankees are in last place with 66 wins. But in the AL Central, they'd be in second place. <laughs> I mean, they'd be, they'd be three games behind Minnesota. In the AL Central, Minnesota is leading the AL Central by five games over Cleveland, the horribly named Guardians. And Cleveland, yeah, they don't have as many wins as the Yankees, yet they're in second place in that division. And the White Sox and Detroit and everybody else just kind of slacking back. But uh, Kansas City, oh my goodness. Kansas City might not win 50 games the whole year. They're just, they're just tanking. Now, I have been talking to you for about five weeks now about the Texas Rangers. And I've been saying that I think the Texas Rangers, the way they're playing, solid, fundamental baseball, they're pretty much running away with the AL West. And I think the Rangers will probably be representing the American League in the World Series. Well, in the last two weeks, Texas, <laughs> Texas at one point lost 10 in a row. And then after that went three and seven. I mean, they've lost almost every game for two weeks. And Texas is now one game back in that division, but they're in third place in that division. Seattle, who's playing absolutely out-of-their-mind baseball, is leading that division now, but they're only leading that division by one game, and they're in a tie with the defending champion Houston Astros. So Seattle and Houston are leading that division. Texas is a game back. And the Angels in Oakland, nobody cares because they're about a million games back. But Texas, 
picked a really bad time to lose 17 of 20. Basically, what I was saying the last time I did the show is all Texas has to do is pretty much play 500 ball, and they'll just cruise right through that division. Well, they didn't play 500 ball. They didn't play five ball. They didn't play any. They just started losing everything. It was just crazy. Now, the other team that I predicted to be in the World Series is the Atlanta Braves. And the Atlanta Braves have not disappointed me at all. The Atlanta Braves have won like 90 games already. And they're going to clean out over 100 games by the end of the season. They already have a 15-game lead over Philadelphia in second place in that division. And Philadelphia represented the National League last year in the World Series. But Atlanta is just playing video game lights out. Just phenomenal baseball. And yeah, at this point, I mean, I couldn't decide between Texas and Atlanta who would win that World Series. But at this point, I got to say, Atlanta is the clear favorite to not only win that division, win the National League pennant, but also win the World Series. I mean, Atlanta in their last 10 games have won nine of their last 10. And they've got a 15-game lead in that division. So, yeah, Atlanta, keep an eye on them. Atlanta looks like they're running through it. Now, in the National League Central, Milwaukee is up over the Cubs by three and a half games. But the Cubs are playing great baseball. I mean, the ninth inning means nothing to them. It might as well be the first inning. They are free swinging. They're playing, they're playing hard. They're playing every single of the 27 outs. And the Cubs, I think, I think, I predict, in the NL Central, I think the Cubs will overtake Milwaukee by the end of September. I think the Cubs have figured it out. They've got a, the Cubs have a two-game lead in the wild card race, but I don't think Milwaukee can hold off the Cubs. I think the Cubs, I think they're just, they're going to mow, mow right through and knock Milwaukee off that top pedestal. Now, the National League West, this year, and everybody knows I live in San Diego, and last year we had this fantastic season where the Padres were one of the last four teams standing. Well, the Padres were expected to win 92, maybe 97 games this year because not only did they have the team from last year, but they got Juan Soto and they got Fernando Tatis Jr. back. And I'm thinking, okay, massive, major upgrades. And instead, we got a month left in the season, and the Padres have only won 63 games, and they're 10 games under 500. They're 63 and 73, and they're 21 games back with 25 games left to play. So, yeah, the Padres have been an immense disappointment. The Dodgers... Looks like they're going to win that division again. Arizona gave them a little run for their money for a while, but then the Dodgers stepped on the pedal, and now they've got about a 14-game lead in the NL West. So the Dodgers, my prediction is, they're going to get into the playoffs, and as soon as they face the Braves, the Braves are going to let them know, we're better. We're just better, and that's all there is to it. And the people of Atlanta... I think they're going to lose their mind. I think they're going to be real happy.
And back at Dodger Stadium, when they return from that flight after Atlanta just wipes the field with them, Yep. I think the Dodgers are going to go into the playoffs. They may get through the first round. And as soon as they are taking the field against the Braves, it's going to be over. So, you know, as far as the Braves, you know, the Braves' attitude, I think they feel good. <laughs> so, you talk about people that feel good. People that feel good are people that do business with Paul Sorrentino of Jackson Lewis. Jackson Lewis is the firm that protects people that have small businesses, companies, corporations, big businesses. And Paul Sorrentino is the guy. 619-573-4900. And you let him know you want to speak to the employer, lawyer, Paul Sorrentino. Paul Sorrentino will protect what you built he will protect what you managed to make of something so that you don't have to waste your time wondering what's going on. Who's trying to take something that you you worked so hard for? Paul Sorrentino will protect your business. He will make sure you sleep well at night. Well, Paul Sorrentino is the employer lawyer. And you can contact him at 619-573-4900 and let him know you heard about him on JV to the pros. Well, that is season five, episode 17 of JV to the pros. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in for each episode of JV to the pros. I want to thank my sponsors, Rob Van Dam and his miraculous CBD oil. I want to thank Paul Sorrentino for not only being a personal friend, just doing people that own businesses right, taking care of protecting small businesses, companies, corporations, and making sure that some some slouch of an attorney doesn't decide, oh, I'm just going to take some of this. Oh, no, not with Paul Sorrentino on, the, on that wall. It's not happening. He will stop it from happening. So I want to thank him. I want to thank Rob Van Dam. I want to thank you, the listeners. I want to thank our producer, who has been putting the show together from 3,000 miles away each week to make sure the show is done right. And the visuals you see on Facebook, yes, that is being done by the Queen of Queens, New York. That is producer Karen making sure that all of the visuals are done right. So that is the show. I'm Jack Vecchio. This has been Season 5, Episode 17 of JV to the pros. I thank you very much. And after week one of the NFL season, I will be doing the next episode and I'll let you know what I saw and how close my predictions were for wins. Until then, until we connect again, I'm Jack Vecchio and we'll talk soon.